Welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be covering the island of Ischia. We'll be chatting about why we went to Ischia, Ischia Porto, Ponte and Forio, transport, accommodation, food and fun, the value for money and some overall tips from Italian residents if you're planning on visiting Italy. Hi, I'm Jane. And I'm Cormac. And welcome to the Irish Expat Podcast. We've been on the road for a year traveling the lengths and breadths of Italy. Season one is all about our travels from the southern city of Naples to Lake Garda in the north. We'll be giving our best tips and tricks and talking about our highlights and mistakes. And how we've ended up moving to Florence. This episode is all about a return to the south and going to Ischia after one year of Italian living. Make sure you're subscribed and if you like this episode then please give us a five-star rating. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok and find out all about us at altliving.com. The final episode of season one. It only took a year. We're really terrible at this. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to be better in 2024. But by God. <laughs> well, no, we, maybe you might be a little bit less on the podcast. We might have some you guests watch? over. <laughs> You're trying to push me out? <laughs> Not trying to push you out, love. Not trying to push you out. But yes, we have uh, essentially released one episode per month. Although uh, we did have a good three and a half month gap uh, there. Yeah, and we just bulk <laughs> recorded a load. But nothing about that. No, 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 no. So this episode is all about Ischia. Will we talk about some fun facts? Fun facts of Ischia. Woo. Well, that was most known for, first of all, is that sweet, sweet, sweet thermal baths. And I wish you had that now because mm. your back is killing you. Yeah, well, sure luck. <laughs> So, yeah, they've got some beautiful thermal water, thermal gardens, all that kind of stuff since ancient times. Yeah, uh, a big old volcano in the middle. Yeah, due to the old volcanic nature. Uh, so there is a load of spas and it's one of the largest spas in all of Europe. So, um, yeah, go to Ischia if you want to relax. Chill if you out. want a nice time, a um, hot bath. Uh, because of all of the volcanic soil and everything, um, it has beautiful ancient vineyards with some of Cormac's favorite wines. Yeah, the wine is absolutely bitch in there. Yeah, it is really good. It's really small. Like, it's hard to find. You can't find Ischia wines all over I- Italy. You have tried. I have tried. I have tried. There are some companies, but it's quite expensive. Some of it is, you know, the, the wine is cheap in Ischia, but uh, to obviously you know get it shipped over it. Yeah, and yeah. export it and everything it's quite quite expensive no i was trying to find a bottle for my dad for christmas and it's been it, it's been difficult yeah because yes. obviously in, in where we live in florence it's all about chianti baby yeah yeah um then prosciutto uh also featuring my dad so prosciutto my dad always wanted to go to which is an island nearby um it's where parts of the film il postino was filmed and if you are Irish, then you will know that that was taught on the English uh, leaving certificate or junior certificate. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, my dad's they probably watched They also started um, filming Cleopatra there as well. Oh, mm. interesting. They started it and then moved it for some reason. I don't know the reason why they moved it. But... Sure, the locals just were like asking them for a load of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 just get the hell out of here. And also, as one local in a restaurant told us, they're known as the rabbit eating people. Yes, so because you would, you would think you would think that it would be like fish or whatever, you know, bay and No, able, it's a very like, heavy it's a very heavy meat island in fairness. Um, yeah. but yeah, they used to be infested with rabbits and yeah, they just every Sunday apparently is tradition is their 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 Sunday roast is 
a Sunday rabbit. Yeah. Um, which which awesome. <laughs> apparently has no nutritional value whatsoever, but it is delicious. It so. is absolutely divine. Yeah. And I've had rabbit in Ireland a few times and it's been shocking. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I would highly recommend if you're up for eating some rabbit, then um, go to Ischia. Go to Ischia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So getting to Ischia can be a little bit tricky if you're a bit nervous. Well, for those who travel. don't know where Ischia is, it's ah. just off the Bay of Naples, close to the island of Capri, which everyone knows is like one of the most touristy destinations ever. Yeah, a lot of people go to Capri. Don't go to Capri. It- no, it's just, apparently it's just hordes and hordes of tourists, like a cattle mart. And like Chanel shops and Gucci shops yeah, and you're going to be charged like, 12 euro for a Coca-Cola. Like all the local residents hate you. <laughs> yeah, so just don't go to Capri. Instead, go to Ischia. Um, but it does take around the same amount of time. So you maybe get off your plane in Naples. Naples is the closest airport. Mm-hmm. Um, or you'll have to go to Naples train station anyway, if you're coming from anywhere else in Italy. And then you have to get out to Naples port, which isn't that far. It's about 10 minutes in a taxi, or you can get the metro. Yeah. Um, and or you can walk as well. Yeah, you can walk 25? it. Well, 25 minutes for your long legs, love. Yeah, but 30 minutes for the mortal folks. <laughs> and add another 10 minutes if you've got a suitcase. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can get to the port very handily and there are boats going all day. You just mm. rock up. There's a little kind of kiosk there and you buy your tickets. Um, you can buy your tickets online, but it's a little bit confusing. So I'd say just rock down to the port. There's boats going every hour. And there's a little bar restauranty place there that you can just yeah. kind of chill out. Very well organized as well. Like kind of all the piers and all the entries are very well de- designated. Yeah. You know, port, port A, B, C, D. They're all really well signed. So it is very simple to find your boat. Ah, they won't let you they won't let you go astray. Although not very easy to find the port itself. So to get to Capri or to get to Ischia, you want to go to the port that's directly behind the castle. Yeah. Uh, don't go to any other port. There's about 14 ports across Naples, so you want to go to the one by the castle. Yeah, the main port, basically. Yeah. Um, so we were... My father was actually advised not to get the hydrofoil, but it was the quickest way to get over there. And so I said, F you, we're getting the hydrofoil, plus it's the cheapest. Uh, so we rocked over on the hydrofoil, and it was great. Um, it was super calm on the way over, a little bit rocky on the way back, but nothing too major. No, nothing um, too major. We were going in September, so the weather was fab, um, and it wasn't too, too bad. I wouldn't like to see it on a rocky day now. I wouldn't no, be going over no, in November. No, I wouldn't November. be going over in November. Yeah, 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 I'm sure it's quite dodge. Yeah, but there was a bar, do not go to the toilet in the boats. Um, They are horrendous. Yeah, they're um, disgusting. They're boat toilets, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> Just, that should be very basic for anyone. Yeah, just absolutely avoid the toilets. And so the boats cost about 20 euro per person to 25 euro, um, depending on the time of season that you go. And if you book in advance, it can be a little bit cheaper. But again, sometimes the boats can be delayed and whatever. So I would recommend just rocking down there and getting your boat whenever you feel like it. Um, when you're on Ishkia itself, I was a little bit concerned that maybe because there's no obviously trains or anything like that in Ishkia. But there's buses, there's like a whole ring route going around one yep. way. Um, so if you want to go clockwise, it's one bus. If you want to go anti-clockwise, it's the other way um, or it's the other bus. So it was very simple to get the buses there. Um, we had gotten a recommendation that the buses were going to be extremely packed, which I've seen videos of it. And yeah, 
no Benny. <laughs> no, no, Benny. no, like sardine cans on wheels. Yeah. And because we booked a couple of little trips, um, I decided to stay in Ischia uh, Porte, which is right beside literally the main port. So I was thinking maybe we could get the boat over to the other side of the island, which is Forio, or um, there's taxi ranks there, or you could hire a car or you know, yeah. you've got all of your options there. E-bikes, the whole lot. Yeah. Scooters, if you have a license. Like, there is loads of options for mm-hmm. transport and clearness. And taxis, like, aren't that expensive either. Yeah, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about our full accommodation in a second. But we did stay in Ischia Porte. And the reason that I decided for that was, again, because the accommodation. We had a couple of day trips and stuff. But to get to Ischia Ponte, it was about a 20, 25 minute walk to get to the Castello. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't bad at all in the height of heat. It felt like it wasn't mighty. Mm. Um, but we did have access to the taxis and the buses and the boats, which was great. So, yeah. uh, And we were staying right on the port. Right in the marina. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah, it Beautiful. was It was brilliant. So um, the one thing I'll say is that we did get a taxi one day from Ischia Porte all the way over to Forio for five of us. And we were charged 50 euro. Hmm. Um, so it was 50 euro one way and then 50 euro on the way back. Now, we did have the best taxi driver of all time. Pepe! Pepe was class. Pepe was an absolute legend. He was just like, talk about a man who knew absolutely, obviously, everything about his island, but it was just so kind and we were worried of where we were going. It was because the other side, he was just like, no, no, I'll be here. This place closes at seven o'clock. I'll be here to collect you at seven. I'll wait outside the gate. Yeah. And we were like, I think Jay, you thought that he wouldn't be there. I was mm-hmm. like, no, no. He was like telling us all about the island on the way over. He was put me in the front seat so I could speak Italian to him. Yeah, he was super nice. Yeah, he was absolute gent. So that was really, really good fun. But he was, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, if you find Pepe in Ischia Porte as your taxi driver tell them that we say hello because yeah. it was super nice <laughs> uh so we were with a group we were with my family so there were a bit more of us but if it was just the two of us then we would have definitely gotten the e-bike situation yeah. uh and that was 25 euro per person which is quite i feel like that's quite expensive um but sometimes if you stay in some of the fancier hotels around like ischia Ponte, they can include that in the cost of the hotel so do think about if you guys fancy a bit of an e-bike situation. Mm. Um, but yeah, you can get e-bikes for 25 euro if you pick them up at 9 a.m. and drop them back at 6. Yeah. Which is fine. It's like 50 euro for a day to cycle around the island. You could definitely get to Forio and back, you know, bring a picnic or go to a restaurant on the way. But I just found that was a little bit expensive seeing as you could hire a car for the exact same cost per day, but get that car for 24 hours. So one of the cheapest cars that I found was like 25 to 29 euro per day based on the off season. And when we were there, the cheapest car that we could hire was 35 euro for 24 hours. So, you know, it's um, if one of your group decides to stay sober for the day, maybe just say, I'll buy all your drinks for the following day and you'll have your money back. It's a handy way to get around, to be fair. But I do know as well, a lot of the hotels that we've stayed in in Italy They've all had either like discount codes or vouchers for like the e-bikes and rental rental companies that they work with. So definitely if you're staying with the hotel, ask them when you call up um, and yeah. before you arrive and they might be able to give you a good deal. Yeah. And they will just book everything for you as yeah. well. So um, that could be really handy. So accommodation. So you picked out a beautiful Airbnb for us, which was 
stunning. Thank you. I was under a slight constraint because it wasn't just for the two of us. It was for like five of us and it was five adults, two, like two sets of couples and one adult. So a little bit tricky. It was tricky. I remember you were looking at accommodations for three or four people at the start. We weren't sure how many of us were actually going like a month beforehand. So there was like loads of different options all around the island. But unfortunately, because it was five, it was, you know, it was trying to find a large enough Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I think you did extremely well. Thank you. Uh, It was on the top of Mount Everest. There was four (laughs) flights of stairs. Uh, which your parents did not appreciate. <laughs> As my dad would say, like after he'd climb up the first two flights of stairs, he'd be like, base, base camp, camp one. one. <laughs> um, wasn't wasn't an easy one after we did the shopping and we had to carry up like 18 bags of alcohol and wine and beers, which were obviously necessary for the holiday. And a million snacks for my dad. About a million so. snacks. Um, but no, the best thing about our accommodation. So it was through a person called Luca on Airbnb. It was right on um, Ischia Porte, right on the marina. And they, when we checked in, and we are a family that drinks water like fish. And when we checked in, they had stacks and st- the poor souls because there was no lift. There was no lift, and there was about twenty cases of of what two liter bottles of water fair play to them i like, don't know how they the, did it it was like the one of the best situations we've ever found yeah <laughs> it was like it was it was brilliantly set up at airbnb like unless it was just machine. like unless it was just like left over from numerous people just bringing like, i six. would doubt it yeah. <laughs> it was all the same brand <laughs> <laughs> no fair play to them they were a gorgeous couple as well and yeah, sat with those super all the bus directions yeah. we'll leave a link to their airbnb in the description by the way but yeah, what was it? It was a two bed, then with a really large sitting living room area with a two sofa beds. With so two sofa beds, you yeah. could sleep up to eight there if you wanted, and there was a big terrace out the back with like a shower out the back as Outdoor well. Outdoor shower, loungers, table and chairs, the whole the whole shebang. It was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, and like a full kitchen as well. So mm. no, I really have to say they were a lovely couple, and fair play, they're running a good show there. It was exceptionally clean as well. Um which was great for all the fam. But yes, just like the whole of Italy, if you're staying on the fourth floor, there's most likely not a lift. So be prepared to climb. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the older buildings and the older cities do not have lifts. So get those trainers on. And So for food, um, I'm going to start with a little bit of a negative, even though I don't want to start with a negative, but let's start in a negative and end on a positive, which is um, a place called Trato Riva. Um, it has 4.7 star reviews on Google and we thought, yes, this will be amazing. Like, let's treat the farm. We'll go out there one night. Mm. And unfortunately, um, on our Airbnb reviews, we had been warned about a restaurant nearby and it was like, don't get suckered in by this one kind of friendly guy yeah this and the italian owner yeah he pegged us the minute we were walking in um and the, like when he was very forward very direct very much like we were walking past he's like oh, hello welcome he's like don't go up there there's nothing up there yeah. don't go that way he's like come to my restaurant you know kind of very strong arm in us yeah um, and so i looked up the reviews and i was like great okay like it's not the most reasonably priced but like it's right on the marina why not like let's have a beautiful meal the wine was impeccable, I have to say. Um, the wine was really good value. But um, there was a pizza menu which wasn't on the actual menu. And when we asked about the pizzas, he started kind of diverting some of us back to the rabbit. A lot of us weren't like kind of um, 
not fish eaters, but we wouldn't be like clam or sea, you know, we wouldn't be kind of shellfish type of people. And so um, we, three of us ended up getting the rabbit dish, which was the most expensive dish on the menu. Yeah, by far. By far, (laughs) Um, which, you know, rabbit, it's what they're known for, but we did find rabbit in a lot of other places for maybe half the price. And so we did have a beautiful meal. It was all fine. I had one of the most beautiful tiramisu's that I've ever had in my life. That was brilliant. Um, But the bill did come to a bit of an extortionate price. And seeing as that we were paying, I was like, I'm just going to check the bill on this. I just had a bit of a funny feeling about it. And so when I went in to pay, it actually turned out that there was an extra main and an extra starter put on it. And there was an extra few capertos and just these kind of weird extra charges. And so once I started speaking a little bit of Italian to them, the bill got fixed up immediately. Yeah. So I ended up kind of saving 30 euro on the bill, which, you know, they gave me a 200 and maybe 80 euro bill. And I walked out with maybe a 240 euro bill. And after that mess up, I was like, I'm not giving you as big of a tip as I would have. So, you know, still for five people, it was still really good value to be right by the marina. And we did get like, you know, a starter share and we got two desserts and all the rest of it. But I just thought that they were trying to rip us off a little bit. So I just want to put a little bit of a warning out there where, you know, as my father would say, don't always believe the Google reviews. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, it was just a little bit disappointing. Now, moving on to good places, love. We'll go from the low to the high. So chicken place, as we've beautifully named it in our notes. I think um, it's my mother's favorite restaurant in all of Italy. It was the, the happiest I'd seen your mother over the whole holiday. It was incredible. But in fairness, it was absolutely amazing food. Mm-hmm. It was actually, funny enough, a recommendation from Pepe, yeah. our, our taxi driver. We were driving back from the Forio. And he just said, if you guys like, you know, chicken and we drove past and then we could see the chickens all being. Uh, see them. Me and my mother could have smelt them from two miles, two miles away. away. I think we could believe. have smelt them from Forio, to be honest. One hundred percent. But they were all being roasted in a huge outdoor. Spit thing. Spit. Yeah, spit roast. Yeah, it was absolutely divine. So we all got, went in there and got like a half chicken each, pizzas, starters. I mean, the, 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 they were looking at us like are you still ordering food? What's they were genuinely on? concerned that we wouldn't be finished eating by the time the restaurant closed. And they had some of the best rosemary and garlic potatoes. And I hadn't gotten rosemary and garlic potatoes. You hadn't gotten good very, rosemary and garlic yeah, potatoes. Yeah, in a very long time, especially in all of Italy. So it was absolutely class. Um, we'll put it in the description. It's called Antico Gierrosto. Gierrosto Istiano. Istiano. So it was absolutely beautiful, very casual, just kind of benches inside, mm. uh, super cheap drinks and just, God, we got bang for our buck that night. Like, Hell yes, I go back there in a heartbeat. So we got starters for everyone. We, uh, I think actually one of the, one of the members of the family got like a pizza just as a starter, just for the crack. Then we got three sets of potatoes. Then we got chips as well. Then we all got half roast chickens. Veg, veg as well. Veg Spinach, is... like the whole nine yards. There was a bit of salad. Mom was digging yeah. into the salad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, rake, rake of drinks, a few different beers and a load of wine as well. 
And for that value for money, I mean, we would have stayed there all night if they were going to stay open. So. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were kind of shocked by our level of savagery. <laughs> we had been to a spa that day and hadn't eaten that much. So yeah. fair enough. But <laughs> we did we did eat them out of house and home. They loved us. So the next place that we went was also in the Marina area was Pizza Village. So I think I'd we'd, we'd found it through like a shitty little bar that we love, you know, when I say the shitty little bar, I just mean we always look for a terrible bar sign if mm-hmm. you've been listening to the podcast. So we saw that little bar sign and then behind us was this massive pizza restaurant. Cormac so, was absolutely starving essentially one day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> as I am a lot of days. Um, and I just saw this place and it was absolutely class it was right beside the bar and i went in and it, they just did the big square slices of pizza um i think we got it was really good value as well I so don't know if we got, you like, asked for two slices which came to six euro but the two slices were actually four slices yeah there were four slices but it was it was just yeah it so was, you got it, two thirds of a pizza for about six quid and it was savage oh it was so good because it just looked like a crowd like you know just a normal takeaway and you see so many of them in italy that just have like you know the little counters inside the, the glass boxes full of pizzas you're like oh they're just like we heated they're not that nice these were absolutely savage now you were like, a bit upset because you ate it on the pier and then the wasp arrived yeah wasp kept flying into the pizza box which was very <laughs> annoying but still enjoyed my pizza still enjoyed my pizza yeah as a couple like we definitely go there like for lunch or whatever just keep just as a as a really you know you as well if you're landing into the port and you're starving and you're like maybe getting to forio or whatever it's literally one of the first places you come by pizza village and it's just nice simple takeaway really cheap but really good pizza and yeah i can't have no bad words to say about it no and then right beside there, so we did eat a lot actually just around Ischia Porte, and I feel bad for anyone who's staying in a different area, but at least if you're going to visit Ischia Porte, you'll have a couple of reviews. Um, so we went to, we'll link it in the description because it's the longest name of all time, but essentially... If will I just, give it a go? Go on, go on. Ristorante Pizzeria Fratelli La Bufla by Giardini Di Enzo. <laughs> Oh, That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Just, I think it is known as La Buffala. Um, La Buffala, one of the yeah. signs, I think. But yeah, long ass name. It's around the corner from Pizza Village. Um, and it is a beautiful setting in the garden. I yeah, have it's to say. just a massive enclosed courtyard. Yeah. Um, and it has a few like little little rooms in indoor spaces off the courtyard. So it's really nice because you can kind of have private parties there. You can have different groups. Mm-hmm. It's on two levels, I think, as well. Yeah, and directly, um, directly across in the port as well. Yeah. But, um, the staff were professional enough. Um, there was a huge party of Italians in while we were there. So I think they got a little bit more of a focus than we did. And the staff didn't have the most English. So they got a little bit confused by our order. Yeah, I had to take over the kind of orders for yeah. us on, on, in that place. But it was, it was mainly because there was like 25 Italians with kids. Yeah. Trying to get all the food out, which was a friendly restaurant, a, a, a handful to say the least. Yeah. And I'm not sure by the looks of that restaurant, I'm actually not too sure if they would even be open in the winter time. I feel like it was kind of coming towards the end of that yeah, season. Yeah, very seasonal restaurant because they only have very small indoor seating, I, I believe, from what mm-hmm. I could see going into the toilets and stuff through the restaurant. So. But I think middle of summer, sitting there right yeah. by the port, it would be absolutely stunning wine menu wasn't that extensive so if you're not drinkers but you're into food the food menu was quite extensive and i think it was good value for money 
like pasta dishes were around like 10, 11, 12 euro. Pizzas were anywhere between like eight to maybe 15 euro. Yeah. Um, one of our group got a mad looking pizza. It was like a like a cornucopia. It was like a devil's horn pizza. So it was like the pastry was all wrapped up and twisted into horns. And it was ma- absolutely mad. But it was apparently he said it was really tasty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I got a I got a kind of cod and chips. Um, we had been to Naples just before we had stayed in Naples, which, again, I would recommend if you are going to Ischia, definitely stay in Naples for a night or two beforehand. Yeah. Um, but my father had gotten a beautiful sea bass dish over in Naples. and I was so jealous of it. So I kept on ordering sea bass and I kept on <laughs> not being the yeah. same dish. Um. So, you know, I got like a fried sea bass dish and they got confused and thought that I ordered it as a starter. So I had to eat on my own and then they brought the rest of the food out. So you just got a little bit confused. But I think overall, if you had a little bit of Italian or if you were just a couple and going for a simple, this is our starters, this is our mains, then they wouldn't get confused and that would be fine. Um, But yeah, overall, I think it was a pretty solid and like really nice ambiance kind of place. I think it's a place that you could stay for a couple hours and like if you had a bottle of wine, you could kind of chill out there for the evening. And so now we move on to fun. Fun, fun, fun. And I have to say, there is so much to do in Ischgill. I feel like it's kind of like a tailor opposite of Lake Garda, but there's still so much to do. Yeah. I think if you're a couple, there is so much to do i'm not sure if it's like the most kid-friendly place but oh my god there was so much so we'll start off with we were staying in ishka porte there was a fabulous beach and there's fabulous beaches all over the island yeah it's stunning you can't go wrong with a beach there um there was beach loungers you could hire the beach loungers they weren't too expensive in some places but even if you did get some places you could go to the beach bars nearby and like you could get a huge beer for like five euro ago. You could get food there. We literally had a table in the sand on the beach. It was it was just so beautiful to sit back. The beach was about ten meters in front of us. Sorry, the, the ocean was ten meters in front of yeah. us. A <laughs> little bit seaweedy in September. A little bit seaweedy in September, but that's to be expected. So it doesn't smell like Irish seaweed, so that's great. Yes. And um, there were public areas that you could go and attend as well. So you're not just limited that you have to get a private space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, loads of different beach houses. Loads what I really places. liked as well was um this beach in particular was one of the first ones I've seen. And uh, that had a disabled pathway and access point that ran from the, the car park all the way down to the center of the beach and had like a little covered shelter. Yeah. Which was really cool. It was a really nice thing to mm-hmm. have. Um so if anyone is like hard walking or in a wheelchair, Ishkia is really actually quite mm-hmm. accessible, especially for the beach. So then our first day, so we landed in on a Thursday. And we kept ahead on the Thursday because we had a big tour at midday the following day, which was we were going to go to Prasida. And my dad always wanted Prasida, Prasida? Uh, Prasida. Prasida. Um, so my dad had always wanted to go to Prasida because that's where Il Pastino was filmed. And so instead of spending a night there, because there's very little Airbnbs there, and it's quite a small island. I said, why don't we go and do a day trip there? So I went on to Get Your Guide, which I've mentioned a few times before. Again, not affiliated, not whatever. Someday. Someday, someday maybe. Um, so if you're listening, get your guide. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we did get this uh, day trip tour, which was, it was 79 euro per person. So 
eight quid essentially. Um, and it was a big boat and there was a, a group of five of us, 12 people in total were allowed on the boat. I was yeah. a little bit concerned about my mother getting on and off the boat, but it was totally fine for her. Um, and yeah, it was just a lovely half day trip, you know, three yeah, we, hours. We got on the boat. They brought us out some small Peroni beers. We like, they, they were really accommodating. They spoke good English as well. Um, so they were really nice. The boat was stunning. It mm-hmm. had a full like leather bed up the front, like bench on the on the cabin. It was so yeah. We kind of situated ourselves up there with a lovely girl from the UK as well. Yeah, and yeah. So we got the boat out there. You get about an hour to walk around, as they said. Now I was a little bit disappointed because it did say that included in the tour was that they would go to the far side of the island and show you where the beach from. Il Postino was filmed and they did not do that, which you know probably my dad would have been a little bit disappointed about. Um, but still to get to the island um and to walk around it, we, you know, w- within the hour we walked up to the t- highest the highest part. point of the island and had a beautiful view looking back down on the small village. Yeah, so we had a nice little coffee there mm. and came back down, got back on the boat, and they pulled out just about 100 meters or maybe 200 meters away from the island and we all yeah. had like a beautiful view jumped off you could go for a swim quite choppy <laughs> it was a it was a good bit choppy in fairness it was still really nice but it was when we were anchored it was it was very choppy yeah i was a little bit wary in case i go in or not um <laughs> so while he's jumped off and i was like oh jesus will i be able to get back on but the boat was really well set up uh, so yeah, we jumped back. Like I jumped yeah, had off. a big deck and a and a ladder on the back, and they gave us all like the the pool noodles, yeah. like to to swim with. So that was really nice. So we had a lovely, refreshing swim, and then they took off again and brought us back towards the island. And then we had another. What did they give us? Like little chocolates and like a, a shot as well of lemoncello before we got off the boat. However, I started to get pretty boat sick at this <laughs> point did, in yeah. time. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, just um, maybe go on that boat tour to figure out if you can actually get boat sick or not. Uh, it was just, I think, being stagnant and the rockiness. Um, yeah, definitely sitting on the boat when it was anchored was the rockiest it was because mm-hmm. you had a lot of passing boats going back to Ischia and back and forth. So you had the waves obviously crashing in. But yeah, no, it was rocky, but it was definitely worth it. It was so like if you if you don't get affected from seasickness, it's so much fun. It, like jumping off the boat, off the very front of the boat. And, you know, when the swells were coming in, you were jumping ten, like 10 meters. It was absolutely really cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I got back to the house and I ended up um, getting quite ill. <laughs> so I had yeah, to go you, for a little lie down. for like a good solid three-hour nap yeah <laughs> i wasn't doing quite well after that one but um no it was still lovely and then the next thing that we did was we went to the castello yes castle castello aragonese which was stunning so you'll see it on the way in it's off a little peninsula uh, just just in front of ischiaporte um but it is it's a whole town built on like this wee little island. Yeah. And it's just a small, like narrow road leading out to it over a small bridge. And it is just breathtaking, absolutely breathtaking to look at. Mm-hmm. We walked from Ischia Porte to Ischia Ponte. And it took us about 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Um, and we went to the Castello. I think it was, how much was the entry fee? Maybe six to eight euro, depending. 
Yeah. You got you definitely got a reduced rate. I got the reduced rate for <laughs> being a young one. For, for being under twenty six, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, so we rocked in there. Now we did get there pretty late in the day. Yeah. Which ended up working out way better later on in the day. Um but the brilliant thing was uh now it's a it's a hike. It is a trek going up. I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stairs. Um, but my Mother obviously wouldn't have been able to climb all of those stairs. And so there is a secret lift. Yes. So the lift really is only for older or disabled people, basically. It's older, behind disabled, the desk. Pregnant. Yeah. If you have a baby. Mobility kind of issues. The, the, yeah. the general stuff. So, um, yeah, they obviously recommend when you start the tour that you go in through the gates and you walk up. But because of your mother, we ended up asking for the lift. And the lady was so lovely. Um, and it was much class. English. Just get the lift. Get the lift. Just blag your way into the lift because it's just so much handier. (laughs) Because the lift only brings you halfway up anyway. So you You still still have have to to hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely still have. You have a good bit of work to do when you're up there, but the lift just eliminates most of the walking, which is fantastic. But up there itself, I mean, it's it's stunning. There's there's a bar and a cafe at the very top. top. Um, so you can chill up there when you get there. And have a nice fair drink. play to my mother for getting up there. Yeah, absolutely. I was fading. I know. <laughs> we were all kind of fading at that point. But um, yeah, no, the, the castle is steeped in history. It's really stunning. It's a whole community village from hundreds of years ago. And there's the, like old prison. There's the old like wine cellar where they used to produce their own wine in the castle. And a torture and, chamber. Well, they had all the torture devices they used to use there, which was, I think, all of our favorites. <laughs> part of the tour because some of the torches were just insanely I don't think my mother like, really appreciated it but no uh, no but the rest of us did yeah because um, <laughs> it was incredibly gory but it was just like fantastic detail yeah um but no really really cool it was it was just fantastic and like the whole way around was just this beautiful vista of sea and boats going all around like you can see ju- on a clear day you'd definitely be able to see Mount Vesuvius from there I think it, we could I think we could when we were there we could see, definitely see Capri. Yes, you could definitely see Capri. I wasn't sure if we could see Naples, but yeah, it was just absolutely stunning. Yeah. So then we rocked back down from the Castello down to a bar right beside the Castello. And you would think the closest bar to the Castello with a view of it would be really expensive. And it wasn't. So we went to this place called Ristorante Bar de Coco. And they had the most amazing cocktail. So all you want to do after that walk, because whatever about the hike up, the hike back down was just as long. Yeah. And we were wrecked and we only went for like a half day. So we rocked into this restaurant they bar de Coco and we got cocktails and they were really, really good value cocktails. Yeah, really strong cocktails and really cheap cocktails yeah. and well made. So we were planted for the evening and it was incredible. Delighted. Because as well, we we got extremely lucky because then we noticed there was some sort of festival, like well, stall. We, we didn't notice. Jerry noticed. Jerry noticed straight away. Noticed. <laughs> Your dad noticed the stage being popped up and thought it was his <laughs> moment to shine. Um, so, yeah, we spotted a little kind of festival, what looked to be a festival being set up. So we started asking the guys in the bar and they were very much like, yeah, yeah, there's a Archang- Archangelo Michael Festival. So, so the patron saint. Yeah, they're patron saint. So essentially it was St. Patrick's Day in Ischia. Yeah. And we just managed to be at the heart of where they celebrate. Because it comes from the castle itself. That's yeah. where it all starts. So it's like a whole 
man it was absolutely incredible like they light up all the streets with these beautiful beautiful like led like we, we thought that they were getting ready early for christmas and yeah yeah we genuinely we genuinely on. thought it was just like it kind of looked like nearly like galway's lights you know going down shop street yeah but it was all through the town leading up to the castle and it was absolutely incredible and um, but we spotted then as well the best thing ever which we love is that they were setting up that we we saw a massive barbecue. <laughs> oh man, we knew so, we knew the porchetta sandwiches were yeah. coming. So they were making fresh porchetta sandwiches. They were only a fiber, I think, for a sandwich, but you get whatever you wanted on them, like loads of stewed vegetables, pork. You had options for chicken as well. And my favorite was that it was a bunch of men trying to set it up, and then after an hour and a half of them almost setting the bar on fire and putting smoke everywhere. Just this little old Nona came in and just started screaming at them, being like, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, like, yeah. What are you doing? And then obviously that Nona's daughter came over who was just as <laughs> <laughs> not happy. Not happy. And the guys went very sheepish all of a sudden, but yeah. it all got sorted really quick. So then it was very, yeah, it was very traditional as well. Apparently, like it's, you know, the the women end up doing the cooking and the guys do the serving, even mm-hmm. though it's it's ne- I don't know if it's meant to be that way, but that's just what happens in Italy. Yeah. Like the women just get annoyed with the men's effort. Yeah. Especially with any festival things that we we have seen. They had to jump back in. Yeah. To... Like you don't F with Nona when she's in the yeah. kitchen. It's no. her domain. You know, everyone's like, yes, 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 yeah. sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. Like yeah. it's very much fall into place. So we, get paid, out. we paid like five euro for these like amazing kind of like hot dog and porchetta. Sa- well, we actually we got a porchetta sandwich first and then we went back and got a hot dog. So we got like a double helping of it. And uh, it was just absolutely delicious. And then we found out the following. So the following day, or we did find out that Pepe's sister was the one who ran that sandwich stall. Yeah, yeah. So that was absolutely Which gas. Made sense for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Pepe, if you're listening. We you're, love you, Pepe. You're a hero of the island. <laughs> Please take us back. So that night when we were watching the whole big parade come in, there was boats coming in, then there was fireworks, and it was absolute madness. So we stayed out for a little while longer. And uh, we ended up crawling back to Ischia Porte <laughs> and uh, we ended up at a bar just around the corner from our accommodation which was called Umores Umores we'll put a link into the description but again it's just right by the port and the guy was super sound we like it was really really chill we had a beautiful view of all the yachts Oh, the super yachts that were super expensive. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Awesome. I'm sure we were absolutely wrecking their heads <laughs> and drinking shots and having the crack. But uh, yeah, it was just a really good, like, affordable bar that was a little bit more quiet, cheap and cheerful. Yeah, it was just what we needed at the end of such a lovely night drinking strong cocktails and eating porchetta sandwiches. Yeah, but it is a place that, like, it was showing because we were meant to go back early that night to watch. Um, there was a huge Napoli versus Lazio game. Lazio game. So we, our plan was to go back to that bar to watch the game, but obviously because of the festivities, we didn't end up going back. So, uh, just a special mention to that bar because um, it seemed really cool, and we went back there two nights in a row, kind of late night, just for a late night drink, and your yeah. man was sent. He was really sent. So the following day we woke up and um, we were a little bit hungover. We'd had a few cocktails. 
and we had planned that day to go to Poseidon Thermal Pool. Uh, you can't book in advance. You just have to like turn up. Um, but it is, you know, it can be up to 70 euro per day or it's 37 euro for a half a day. They have all of these like different pools. I think there's like, how many pools were there? Like 19 different ones. It was like 21, maybe 21. And, um, it's also like a beachfront kind of place. There is bars, there's like three different types of restaurants there. And so I was, you know, it's over on the Forio side. So it was kind of our only chance to go. Oh, well, it was our only scheduled day to go over to Forio. And um, again, we could have opted to stay a couple of nights on one side of the island and then a couple of nights in the other. But because we'd booked in so many other things around it, we were like, oh, God, we're not moving. Let's just stay somewhere central. So that's why we decided to stay in Ishka Porte. Um. But we decided to go to Poseidon. And from my research, it seemed like the most, it, it seemed like the best for our group. Yeah. Um, there, it's, it's not a kid-friendly place. It is a spa. And also it's a 37 euro entry for a half a day. But for 60 euro, you can get like a half an hour massage on top of that. So I was like, oh, yeah. I want that because we had just spent a month at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, working we were... working our balls off. We're like, <laughs> we are going to the thermal suite and we are having massages and yeah. everyone else in our group can do their own thing. <laughs> so I know everyone else in our group was like, oh, for God's sake, we have to get off now and cross half the island. Now, the island's only about 10 kilometers wide, but, um, you know, it's just getting on a bus and all that trickiness and whatever. So I was like, right, how can we make this as easy as possible? And so Cormac came into his own light yes i found pepe i went straight over i saw the taxis and i was like let's just ask how much it would be so i went over with the limited italian that i know started asking the guy obviously with the tourists that come to ishka he knew english and we asked him how much would it be for five of us blah blah blah. he said 50 we were like do you know what tenor piece that's cool. We yeah. can get over there. The bus would be like two seventy three euro. Anyway, it would also be longer way. as well, um, and you know it would take us more time. So we just kind of wanted to get over there and get the most of the half day ticket. And thank God we did. Yes, because as we said earlier, Pepe then as lovely guy, we're chatting to him the whole way over, and then he was saying, "Well, look, this place closes at seven. He was like, he he obviously knew it, and he said, "I can come back and collect you." at seven and we we're like okay perfect perfect okay mm-hmm. we'll meet you there cool obviously not realizing then obviously like at seven it's a couple of hundred people leaving a mass exodus yeah a, yeah huge mass exodus so they and were, so i thought he would take the highest bidder to be honest i really didn't think he was going to be still sat there he was sitting on the wall with a load of younger taxi drivers <laughs> all singing his praises saying that you got the best taxi driver in all of Ishkia. Pepe's a legend we were just like oh wow yeah and for us he was a legend because he was there ready to go and he gave us a little tour really he, he brought you know? us around like gave us a tour you know it was a fixed price so we didn't care that he was like bringing us an extra long way and he knew how to avoid because he because of that festival that was on the other side in Ponte, there were some roads closed. So he knew actually how mm-hmm. to get around it and which ways to go. So he really saved our ass because when we passed the nearest bus stop from Poseidon, there was about 40 to 50 people standing at the bus stop. 
So that's where it came in that we yeah. we had heard about the buses being like sardine cans, that it was just so busy. And we did see the delays come in later when we were sitting at that beautiful chicken restaurant. And yeah. we saw that some of the buses were delayed up to two hours. Yeah. So we, we like, felt like we, absolute king. <laughs> yeah, we've been sitting at a, Pepe. <laughs> we had been sitting at a spa all day with our little yeah. chauffeur and then got our chauffeur back and then was eating chicken. And yeah, yeah. we we got really, really lucky. So, so no, the 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 spa itself was incredible. Like they had a, a saltwater Olympic sized swimming pool in one section. They had a massive walk-in sauna that was inside the the cliff face. So it was just a huge cave sauna, which was spectacular. And then all of the other baths were, they're all basically slightly different temperatures. So there's two. So there's a cold plunge and then the hot bath. Yeah. So they do give you a little bit of a route. If you have, I would recommend going for the full day rather we didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough time. Yeah. Like me, the three of us split from the group, the three lads, we all went off and tried to get as many pools as we possibly could just to experience it. Because yeah, they start you off in like kind of a tepid warm pool and then get into a slightly colder pool afterwards. Then you work your way up in terms of heat. So it's like, it starts off like 23 degrees and then you get into maybe an 18 degree pool then the next one you go into a 25 degree pool but then you get into 17 degree pool and it works your way up and works your way up until you get into like a 35 degree pool or like maybe i think the hottest we got into was 38 and then we got back into like a 16 or an 18 degree pool and it was freezing yeah like but but your your whole body felt incredible afterwards like it was it was such, I would definitely, if we went back to Ishka. I'd and even be, my mom did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did it at the very last pool. Yeah, it yeah. was incredible. But I would definitely recommend to anyone, make that the whole day. Because there's, well, there's three different bars and cafes. You can get food. The bars and cafes aren't that overpriced. Like, they're not screwing you over. No, oh my God, let's talk about the food. So Yeah, we, we got a whole, a whole deal going on like a meat cheese platter we got olives we got so many different types of bread we got like a few glasses of wine a few beers and the whole bill came to 38 euro yeah and i thought in that kind of place they would really really nail us but it was so cheap because it's set up like a proper you know like kind of holiday resort nearly like a theme park Mm because it was like all brand new and it was just I think if you yeah. if you were looking to go for like a super relaxing spa kind of week and I think you know our Lake Como episode was the last one instead of your honeymoon being in Lake Como oh my god go to Ishkia go to Ishkia instead there's so many different spas and if you check in with hotels around the Forio or all over the Ishkia island they will do deals so you can do like package deals with them instead of just going for like one day you can go for like three half days or three full days and they'll take a percentage off as well or you can get discount codes so i would highly highly i just want to go back yes oh my god so badly like the the level the different levels of massages that they offer they did like the lymphatic massages yeah i got the lymphatic massage yeah it was absolutely like i just got like a, a relaxation massage and that was really basic but just super nice the staff are incredible the place is super clean it's really professionally run and but yeah the best thing is the pools the pools i I really enjoyed it there was even a japanese one where you where you walk through on stones and hot water on one side and then cold on the other in a huge like oval shape 
Mm-hmm. And it just, and yeah, I, I, so. I have very bad feet. So that was incredible for yeah. me. <laughs> and I think for my mom as well, like she loves swimming in the sea, but obviously she can get like a little bit worried about the tidal stuff. Yeah. And so she was able to swim in that sea pool. That, oh, like, I, I did not think she was coming out of that sauna. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't going to come out of that sauna and she wasn't going to come out of that sea. She sauna, had her but... two things and that yeah. was enough. <laughs> <laughs> she was happy days, but she did the cool, mm. or the hot yeah. cool plunge. We did a hot one on the way out. Just we had like, what, half an hour to go and we just said, yeah, even I did in. the cool plunge. I thought I would die, to be fair. But... I was loving it until someone told me to get out. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing there too was, much. There were three Italian ladies who were just like, you shouldn't be in there too long. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crap, sorry. And they're like, two two minutes maximum, not five. I was yeah. like, oh, oh my, my bad. <laughs> but no, the changing rooms, the restaurant, there's places to like get swim gear. There's places to get like you know cigarettes if you need them whatever like it's fully fully set up like, yeah it I, is available like it's there to be used for the entire day where you don't have to bring anything if you're not prepared yeah they even had towels and all that kind of stuff towels swimming hats you know as we said change room lockers showers like the whole nine yards indoor pools outdoor pools like anything you could think of that that place should have they already had it they just had a couple of tiki huts yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been sick. Yeah. Like, can you just imagine, like, a mass, it's just a massive swim pool resort, but yeah. overlooking this huge Mediterranean. Yeah, with vista. its own private beach. We didn't even go near the beach. No, <laughs> we didn't, didn't even bother. Didn't make the beach. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe at the end of 2024, when we make our millions from this podcast, we'll go back there for three days. And sounds good to me. Oh, God. Yeah. It was just class. So on another day, we did end up getting a little bit ripped off again in Ischia Porte. And this is just a warning. I don't mean to bring it from like a super high positive to a super, like to a super negative, but it's just to warn you that in Ischia Porte, there's some places that are fabulous and are really good priced, but there are some really kind of... Yeah, as in any like sea seafront, you know, ocean facing yeah. restaurants or bars, they can, they can up their prices, they can jack mm-hmm. them up and... This one cocktail bar in particular decided to do exactly that. And yeah. it, was, it was 15 or 16 euro for, for cocktails. Which... Thank God my dad caught it. Like we yeah, went yeah, in yeah. and it was only because the music was a little bit like too thump, thump, thump. We'd been <clears> for a nice meal and we rocked in and there was a whole library book worth of fucking cocktails. And, you know, we ordered around each and there was just a little bit of a of an alarm bell going off being like, how much are they going to charge us? How much yeah. is the Caperto going to be? how much is whatever and thankfully one member of our group was just like mm, let's go and look at the bill of this before getting another round we get another round and so for a bill of five drinks um two of which were just like really really blase beers and the other three were kind of fancy well two were really fancy cocktails and the other was just like a normal cocktail and it was yeah. 79 euro for the round yeah and the, we we got like two bottles of water and i think the water was like seven or eight euro a bottle i think that's what yeah. really really surprised me with the place where the water was just yeah. so expensive so absolutely avoid porto 51 when i looked up the reviews it was all like yeah no it's amazing and like when you look at the google reviews it's like great it stays up until two o'clock in the morning and there's great atmosphere yeah. and that's whatever it's like yeah there's great atmosphere if you're one of the rich people living on the yachts you know kind of getting yeah, off and like having your cocktail like, and, and stuff but it was just for us it was kind of for what we got it wasn't worth the price and they they obviously saw you know five irish heads come in and be like oh here we'll get these lads with a nice caperto charge and a nice war- big water charge 
so no there was there was definite um so that's why we went around the corner to bar del porto Dal 1963. So it's essentially a sandwich shop that sells beers out of the fridge, but has pretty much the exact same view. Yeah. Not not the best view. You're not quite on the waterfront, but you can still see the water. Yeah. You can still see the view. You just have like a slightly different aspect of it. And you can get like gigantic beers for like four quid. It like, was glorious. It was so glorious. It was glorious. Um, so yeah, we definitely like hit up there a couple of times throughout the holiday because I was just yeah. like, why would you be paying 18 to 20 euro for a drink when you could just rock around there and Oh, it was so good. Like it was it was so right. cheap. The it fridge was right was off freezing the, cold. Yeah, the beers were super cold, the staff were really nice in fairness. I think we got it was the my favorite thing as well going into like these places is a lot of the bars and cafes, they'll have the bar counter, but then they'll have a separate cash desk. And there was just an ancient old Italian woman who looked like I had insulted her children when I walked in oh, by just being hated there. Us. And she hated everyone. But like she just had that look, even though she didn't <laughs> hate anyone. She just had that look in her eyes. I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. And she was an absolute sweetheart. And we got and snacks. Her husband um, was unbelievable and they looked after us and it was just, you know. It was yeah. They got we got snacks. They brought yep. out more like beers. Were instead once we started buying a couple of rounds, the service was getting quicker and yeah. better. And it was just you know we were like okay yeah no this is cool we yeah. like it. So it is really funny. Like I think that whole holiday taught me like we've always gone for like the cheap and cheerful anyway because that's what our budget demands. Yeah. But especially over that holiday, you know, my dad was always like, "Don't believe in Google reviews. Don't always jump at like the highest reviews and stuff." And so to go from to go from Porto fifty one. Uh, which was like, you know, one of the highest reviewed bars in the whole island, then going to like the Bar del Porta. Like, it, it's just so funny. Like, Bar del Porta, I think it only has like 3.2 stars or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, this place is shite. Like, you know, it's just a bit of a cafe. But we admire, it's it's the crack that you make it. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you are. Like, you know, beers are cold, the beers are cheap. Well, not even cheap, just reasonably priced. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just us being poor enough. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make it sound better for the podcast. Look. <laughs> We're not cheap bastards. We just like a good deal. <laughs> um, I'm going to let Cormac take over the honorable mention, which is maybe the reason why we might go back to Ishkia at some point. So one of the things I did fall in love with when I was there was uh, was the wine. The wine in Ishkia was, I, I, I'm studying to be a sommelier, blah, blah, blah. But I have to say the WSC2? wine. WSC2? Uh, the wine there is incredible. There was one a brand that's just based outside of Ischia Porte. So we passed it on our way to Forio called Shina Tempo. And I had their sparkling wine and it was one of the nicest things I've ever drank in my entire life. It was pretty so dynamite. It's pretty dynamite. And um, a bit of research later, we found out that there's a lot of different um, tours and vineyard viewings that you can go and see. So depending on what you're you know, your love of wine is if you do love, you know, going for a vineyard tour. Some of them are really expensive. You can go to tastings and some of the sellers. I think they were 100 to 150 euros for some of them. So they were quite pricey. Uh, it's really cool, though. Like the, the wines there are really, really only found there. And um, they don't grow them in many other places. Like some of the grape varieties they use are from ancient Roman and Greek times. So it's really hard to find them. So it is quite a unique experience. But Gina Tempo was the one that we drank. And 
I think your dad wanted to take the whole jug of wine that I had and drink it himself. I have never <laughs> seen you or my dad both fall in love with the white wine. Oh. Like, neither of you are white wine drinkers. And no, I'm not the biggest white wine. I, I, like, I, I, I do love whites. Um, I'm, I shouldn't really say it, but I, I love Spanish whites and other variety of German whites more than I love Italians. But holy moly, this stuff was, as your dad would say, nectar, nectar of, of the, the gods. gods. <laughs> and it really was. So yeah, you can definitely look up the vineyards if you go to Ischia. If you're a wine lover, oh, it's a wonderful experience. They even have like a fun fact, they even have a little monorail that goes around the, because the, in the center is the, the mountain, is what the Ep, Epimo, uh, Epomo, the name of the volcanic mountain in the center. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure you google it um yeah something like that they have a monorail to collect all the vineyard like to collect all the grapes from the vineyard and it's really cool so yeah that's my fun little my fun little mention so this pro this episode has probably gone on long enough so instead of value for money we're just gonna rack it all into the total score yeah and we'll do a general synopsis of each section um so transport what are you gonna get give it out of 10 i think transport i'll give a good old 8.5 Oh, mm. no, to get there was I found once we found the port in Naples, because we just we walked around the wrong side of the castle. But then when we got to the actual well, there was port itself, being done as well. Yeah, so. that's the other thing. There was construction being done all around the castle. So you had to walk kind of instead of walking directly you had to go out, out and around. When we got into the port, it was very like very straight up, well organized signage, which, you know, Italians don't always love. No. Um, but that was really good. Getting over there was great. The boat took exactly how long it said it would. When we got to the island end, there was buses, there was taxis. Like the bus station is right there in front of the port. It's all really well laid out. Pepe was a goddamn hero. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, 8.5 for me for transport. I think Ishka was, it was better than I thought it would be for yeah. transport, for sure. Um, I think I'm going to give it a nine Ooh. because I was slightly concerned. Again, we had stayed in Naples like the night before. Um, but we did find the port fairly handy after a few hours of research. But anyway, we did find the port handy enough. Um, we got on the boat handy enough. It was okay for my mom to get over there, uh, to get on and off the boats. When we did get their buses, the whole lot um, could have gotten in a taxi if, you know, we were staying on a different part of the island. The taxis weren't extortionate by any means. But my biggest thing was that coming back, so when we were coming back from the island, you can literally just get out of the boat, walk about 150 meters and you're into the metro station. Mm. And I know that this is something that my family would really want to highlight because we were worried about getting the metro. We had to yeah. go to a different destination afterwards and we thought maybe we'll just get a taxi and avoid the taxis at the ports in naples at all costs yeah we start go, getting prices of like 35 oh, 40 euro for about a 10 minute drive like 15 minute drive maybe and it was just lucky that we knew naples and we were like ah you can <coughs> you can get to yeah. it, you know but uh we got on the metro and it was super clean super safe very accessible and so i did find that trip actually very easy and I can see other people not only getting into the island, but getting out of the island very, very accessibly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I think that it is, yeah, definitely for transport. I think that it was quite easy. Nothing got delayed. Happy days. Accommodation, love. 
Luca and that whole host, that Airbnb, it was very, it's always going to be very difficult to find a place for five adults. Italian residencies are not built for more than two bedrooms. They're just not. Um, So to find that place, that was so cost effective. And I mean, we spent just we spent 980 euro for four nights uh for five adults yeah which is incredible value incredible and like the place was palatial it was palatial and there was a lovely um terrace out the back and it was in the perfect kind of place so uh yeah i would think i would give it a nine out of ten i think i would absolutely agree nine out of ten for sure Again, like Luca, the host was unbelievable. They had uh, probably like a hundred bottles of water and a million coffee pods. So yeah. Oh yeah, I, you I, were happy with the El Nespresso as well. It was really good. It was great just to have <laughs> that in the morning because it was actually really good Nespresso pods that they used. <laughs> so to have that like just in the kitchen, ready to go with all the water, it was just like an extra. It's the small things that help make a really good Airbnb as well. And mm-hmm. they, they just did a really good job of making us feel at home right away. Yeah. And I think having the terrace meant that like we didn't have to spend so much money going out or like if we wanted to have the lunches or like my dad eats a million meals a day. So he was able to stock up the fridge for himself, you know. Yeah. Um, so it did make it feel like a little bit of a home. And I think it was actually my parents' first ever Airbnb that they had stayed in. Yeah. And so that kind of opened up their eyes a little bit to the opportunities of places that you could stay in like not every airbnb is just like a flat you know it's there there are nice places out there the food i'm going to give like an eight out of ten um i think if we were there by ourselves but i'm trying to take it as like a group hole so if we were there by ourselves maybe it'd be like a little bit higher yeah but because we had more of an opportunity to see other orders and everything else and whilst there's like bigger groups you know, people were kind of mm. messing up the orders a little bit as well. Yeah. Uh, which was a little bit frustrating. So, um, but yeah, I think I think eight out of ten. I, I love the food there. And there was fresh seafood for you, there was meat dishes for me, there was pizzas there, there was there was kind of stuff for everyone, and obviously the chicken place. Yeah, well the chicken place alone gets a ten out of ten. <laughs> like alone. No, <laughs> I think just eaten there every night. Should have just eaten there every night. No one would have a single complaint about anything if we had it there every night. Um no, I think for me I give it an eight point five. I got lucky, I know in the restaurant where you got recommended the rabbit, I got a lovely clam pasta and that was one of the nicer ones I've had on the like kind of the whole holiday in, in Italy. I have never seen you so quiet. You were so happy just eating your seafood. Because I had my really nice wine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, don't come near me. And you're all just like, the ram is pretty good. And I was just like, this is savage. <laughs> uh, so I think I give it an 8.5. There were, As you said, there's a million different variety in Ischia, which is amazing. Like, you can get your fresh seafood. You can get your really good... Because a lot of the guys obviously come over from Naples and the Neapolitan-style pizza is incredible. And it's the same in Ischia. The pizza is really high quality, but to get those like rotisserie chickens like, on a grill, kiss, yeah. oh, class, absolutely class. Uh, for fun, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. Totally agree. Nine. Absolutely. The only thing was missing that was uh, a part of our group was very like, uh, I would have loved to do like a bit of water sports or rent a boat or do something or like that. Or the e-bike or yeah. like something because we only saw, you know, three towns and mm-hmm. like we didn't really, we didn't even see Fordio actually. 
So we could have done a bit more exploring. So I yeah. think, yeah, definitely knock off a point for that for us. But but yeah, definitely 9 and 10. There's yeah. so many different options. And like, just if you're thinking about going to Capri, like if, there's this girl that I went to primary school with. Mm-hmm. And when we first came to Italy, I saw that she was going to Capri for her honeymoon. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like you're just going to be charged through the feckin' nose. Now, she probably has the money and that's grand. And I'm sure she had a lovely time. But I just look at it where it's so much better value for money. Yeah. Um, and like you can go to spas, you can go for treatments, you can like go to just like really cool beaches. You can rent boats if you want. You can get privatized boats. You can like there's there's just endless stuff to do there over a period of a week or two especially if you've got someone who's into history or into wine or wants to yeah and everything is like fair price for what you get out of it yeah i do that's what i really enjoy about ishka like some stuff was expensive some stuff was cheap but everything was worth the money Mm -hmm. 100 percent. yeah i do feel like that tour was like to prashida was a little bit of a letdown and i think that's why it's like got yeah. a little bit of a minus point as well where I just wish that they had brought us to that beach as well or had given like a little bit more of a seeing as they advertised it marketing wise as the beach at Neil Bostino. Well as well they kind of said that they give us like snack slash lunch but it was a packet of crisps. <laughs> yeah like they did give us like, like chocolates and lamachados yeah. and two beers and all that kind but of stuff. But we're kind of under the impression that we might get a little bit more bang for your buck from the tour itself and yeah slight let down but really good experience at the same time. Yeah and I mean to get the just to get the boat over there for five of us would have at like return would have cost us almost the same amount anyway yeah. so it's great to get like the private boat and all that we felt like we were living our best yacht lifestyle yes, on the way back to be fair <laughs> but yeah so it's just to be careful about the experiences and just make sure that you really really read the reviews um yeah so overall then value for money what would you give it for that absolute rip off never going back there again <laughs> um no i mean i think that Ishkia is the perfect in-between between Naples and Capri. Yeah. It's a little bit too expensive for where it is, but situated right between Capri, that makes sense for why it is the price that it is. It's absolute vistas. The restaurants are great, but they're not totally amazing. Um, I can see it just becoming more and more of a hotspot destination over time. And so yeah. I do think like if you are planning a trip to Italy, definitely get in in the next year because I think it's just going to become the way that we've seen Italy become in the last year. It is just going to be absolutely insane if you don't yeah. book it now. Um, but yeah, it's not quite Capri. It's not quite Naples, but even Naples is getting a little bit more expensive. So I think for value for money, I'd probably land on like 7.5. I was expecting it to be a little bit cheaper than it was. Yeah, I'd probably give it an 8 myself. I thought it was really good for what we got. It was a stunning stunning location. There's definitely room for improvement in value. But it is that thing where like everyone that we have met on our holiday that had been to Capri was like, don't go there. So it's not like we have a you know a hatred for capri it was just that so many people recommended us to go to ishkia instead of capri and when we got there it was just a little bit more 
nearly just a bit more fancier than we thought it was going to be in the terms of price yeah. and value. So but I would it, give it an eight. Yeah. It was our first time, and this is something that we'll talk about in season two. It was our first time going, apart from like Como, going on a real holiday in eight or nine months and we did travel the whole of italy at the tail end of covid and we got really lucky with the prices and stuff yeah. so i think maybe we're just saying seeing a reflection of real prices yeah and you know in a year's time we might be like it was 11 out of 10 value you know <laughs> um because to get those deals that we did were amazing but i think we were just shocked at the yeah. at the price but i the accommodation without a doubt was fantastic value um got ripped off a little bit with the meals yeah the spas were totally fine yeah the the fun as we say was was unbelievable yeah um so if you find a really good deal on accommodation for ishkia just go there final thoughts i think i think ishkia is a really good location for anyone that's as we said earlier like as a honeymoon destination or if you're looking for a holiday if you've been working your balls off for months and you just want to go and hide in an island and have a thermal bath and just like a cheap beer in certain mm. places and 100 if you're thinking about sorrento feck sorrento oh my god like go to Ishkia Ishkia over sorrento any day of the week like the prices of sorrento hotels have actually doubled in the last year it's absolute insanity and if you really 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 wanted to go to sorrento then you can get a two-hour ferry from Ishkia back into sorrento stay one night there and then feck off home because <laughs> it's just not worth it no not worth it at all Ishkia for the win so Will I initiate a drum roll for our total score? Sounds terrible. Drum roll, please. You're going to announce it. Go on. 85.5. Wow. It comes in joint fourth with Lake Garda, one of our favorite places. So, boom. Straight up there. Can I just say that, like, Ishkia and Lake Garda are just number one and forget about all the rest? Yeah, well, you'll have to argue with Salerno there because it's still sitting pretty at 98 out of 100. It is, but we've been to Salerno a couple of times now. We've been to, we're getting used to Salerno. We're getting used to it now. (laughs) No, no, I'd say, I'd say definitely just go to. So basically, what she's saying is that we'll check back in with you once you've been Ishkia like two or three more times. Yes, but yeah. as a holiday destination. And I think Salerno, Florence, and Naples are really high on our list because yes. when we were traveling, we really were thinking about somewhere to move. And as holiday destinations, I think Lake Garda and Ishkia are top of yeah. the list. Like the other places, Salerno, Florence, Naples, like Rome, tourist destinations slash holiday, brilliant. You want to go out and see like famous places with culture, great. But if you just want to fucking sit down, relax, take it all, like take just get off the grid and disappear, Ishkia Lake Arda is are the places for you for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Well, Jane, that's it. Final episode of season one. How do you feel? Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! We did it! We made it! It only took a year. <laughs> so, it all came to an end. Big question is, are you looking forward to season two? We have a lot of news for you guys as we sit in our empty, empty apartment with mattresses on the ground. And we will well, tell you all. As, 
Uh, we look forward to moving to a new apartment in the following weeks, but uh, I think that'll be a perfect season two opener. And yeah, thank you all so much for listening to the first season. We've even had some of you rock into the pub in Finnegan's. Oh my God, thank you a to special anybody. shout out. Special shout out to all of you because that was absolutely incredible. Um, we didn't think we'd ever get people coming in and asking for us, but we really appreciate it. If anyone listens to the podcast, please come in to um, Finnegan's Irish Bar and say hello to Cormac. You'll see him because he's about a skyscraper high and uh, we will give you any recommendations that you want. Season one, peace out. Out. This is hopefully the end of season one, although we might do a bonus episode. If you liked our podcast, then please subscribe and please give us a five-star review. It takes just a couple of seconds. You can follow us on socials at Altliving and you can download our Excel sheet with all of our accommodation, restaurant, transport, experience and budget details for our six-week holiday on altliving.com. 